1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
2: JB, is your phone turned off? It is turned off. Right. And have you stopped sitting in a darkened room with game tape of Andy Gould from today? I've not seen it <laughs> yet. I've only seen the highlights. <laughs> yeah. That was enough, that was enough. Right, well listen, it's the final podcast of 2014. Hands in and pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Pod. Thank you very much. If you're listening to this for the first time, thank you very much for downloading. If you've been with us since the very start, thank you equally. And to one and all, very... Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, depending on when you're listening to this. This will be our final podcast of 2014, and we've got some festive-themed stuff for you. we have also obviously going to be looking at the Aviva Premiership. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the big talking points in the world of rugby as well, a game that we all love but don't take seriously, and we don't take ourselves too seriously either. I'm Tim. JB is here. Good day, Tim. And Phil is here. Hi, Tim. Right then. Um, you feeling festive, Tim? I'm feeling very festive. In fact, shall we get some festive music on straight away? Let's do that. Yeah.
3: Are you feeling festive, Phil? I'm feeling feeling a bit hungover, I'm Jay. feeling very hungover. Festively hungover. Fest- yeah, festively hungover. Oh, I like
2: pre-Christmas weddings. That's where F- JB and Phil have been.
3: Yeah,
0: a very, very nice wedding for uh, our friend CJ. Our who friend, friend of the pod?
3: Yeah, friend of the pod. One-time contributor.
2: Uh, a one-time, we, one-time One-time co-host, contributor, co-host, co-host.
3: Yeah. yeah. Long-time listener. <laughs> yes, long-time listener. So yes. if you're listening and you have a wedding soon, feel free to invite us.
0: <laughs> we, we got very, very drunk. The two, two highlights include speaking to Frank Haddon, former Scotland coach about rugby. Yep, he was uh, there. Who me and Jay were just talking at him for like 10 minutes and he slowly <laughs> tried to back away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so do you guys not have vibes <laughs> <laughs> Frank, don't go. <laughs>
0: and the other highlight, uh, which I wasn't involved in, was um, being told that Jay got found walking through the Holiday Inn at 3am in just his boxes, unable to find his I room. couldn't get back into the room. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So apologies me. to the Holiday Inn staff for well, having... that's quite right. Well,
2: did, did Frank Haddon have anything interesting rugby-wise to say?
0: Talk about the merits of the uh, the current Scotland team and the benefits of having Glasgow playing well. For anyone
3: um. that doesn't know Frank Haddon, by the way. Ex-Scotland coach. Exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Not, I don't think he's overly um, thrilled with the... Depth of talent which I have. Let's put that way. Actually said that he's worried, genuinely worried, that a couple of
0: injuries, and you could legitimately have Richie Vernon playing outside centre for Scotland in next year's World Cup. So a little
2: bit more squad depth for Christmas for Scotland. Yes, Frank Haddon. Well, one little festive thing that we asked you to get involved in, and there's there's a couple of these, but the first one. Let's just deal with this one then. Uh, A Christmas nativity scene made out of rugby players. We had loads of suggestions. I'm just going to rattle through some of the good ones. Um, now. I like this one from Joe Heron, who said that Ryan Lamb should be the background.
1: <laughs>
2: Very good. And he also said that Peter Stringer, there was quite a hot hot debate over who should be baby Jesus. Uh, Joe Heron said Peter Stringer because he's a small boy who turned out to be a miracle worker. True. Very <laughs> spot, true. Spot the nation that Joe's coming from there. Uh, whereas bah. lots of other people saying that it should be Billy O'Driscoll as baby Jesus, son of Bod. So, yeah. I like that. Uh, although Callum Gillan said that George Ford should be Jesus and Owen Farrell should be King Herod trying to destroy the prodigal son. Makes sense. <laughs> I like that. Joe Schmidt as a wise man uh, bringing gold, says Rawls. Uh, Jacques Berger should be the head shepherd, the way he keeps everyone in check and also sheared his own head, says Dave Newman. I quite <laughs> like that one. Alan Roland suggested as Herod. Um, so thank you very much. We very much appreciate
3: Beautiful. Absolutely stunning.
2: Lovely. That is gorgeous, isn't it? Let's get on to the Premiership then. Viva Premiership Rugby Pro 12 Rugby as well. Uh, We saw lots of it. I'm going to suggest we start with the Big East Midlands
3: derby. Mm. Northampton Saints against Leicester Tigers. Some people are saying this is the best game ever to be played in the Premiership. Really? That's how good it was. I thought it was It was up there. I thought it was riveting. I didn't think it was... Oh, the atmosphere, the
0: drama. The hits going in. Yeah. Every every contact was massive, wasn't it?
3: I don't know what it is about these two clubs, but when they play each other, it is awesome. And the the finale as well, with the
0: the lead switching a couple of times in the last
3: last 10 minutes. That was great. Uh, Uh, I thought the most interesting aspect of this is um, Dylan Hartley obviously gets red carded. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) However... I think Northampton were playing mind games with Leicester by taking a back off and basically saying to the Leicester backs, "We don't rate you." So they bought on their. Reserve well, also, reserve. you got
2: to remember at the time they were getting pumped in the scrums. They were
0: so yeah. had they been seven men, it would have been. And they, they, yeah, they did concede a penalty try even with. Even with uh, eight. With eight, yeah. I don't. I don't know that they had a choice. Yeah, so it's probably more showing that their fear of the Leicester pack rather than their
3: kind of disdain for the Leicester backs. I thought that the Northampton backs were very, very good, even even with only seven. Six Six. of them. Six Six of them, yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, um, we're going to have to talk about the big talking point. Well, there was two of them really. There was a yellow card for Tom Croft, and there was a red card for Dylan Hartley. Can we just mention the, the Tom Croft one first? The yellow card. This is
3: ludicrous, isn't it?
2: I know. I'm. I, I don't get it. I don't understand what is going I on. I don't understand it. I... So, Tom Croft. If you missed it, Tom Croft was covering across and made a tackle, which was in the upper part of the chest. It wasn't. He didn't take his neck. No, he. It could have been given as a penalty for a high tackle. Fair enough, maybe. But I, could, I, I Equally, I, I could have quite been happy with... I wouldn't have been bothered if that was let
3: to play on. What do you feel about this? Okay, so
2: And he was given a yellow card because the referee uh, decided it was the second high tackle of the half and therefore should be a yellow card. Well,
3: that would be so, my argument because someone got yellow carded in the London Irish game for being offside. Uh, David Pace. Uh, and we, look, we looked at that as a standalone incident. You think, well, no, that's not a yellow card. But maybe if there's been two or three high ones. And he'd warn them and said, look, you're yeah.
2: repeatedly offside, you need to watch it. But or I didn't even see that, sh- really. I mean, I high was like,
3: shots. We've got to stop using the video
0: ref for everything. Because it was such a big hit. But it was perfectly legitimate and legal. And... Uh, I think it was J.P. Doyle, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. He just said, yep, play on, it's, it's fair. That's oh, how it
3: should have been, the Crofts. I
2: want to applaud Tom Croft because he is a, a model professional of a guy and been really unlucky with injuries, but the way that he just... Except for swa- World Cups
3: and Lions <laughs> Tours. The way, the,
2: the way that he swallowed that, walked off and waited until he was on the bench and clear, and then just gave it a little shake of the head. That's all he did. I would have been fuming to have got a yellow for yeah, that. I would. Richard Cockrell's reaction to it being a red card for Dylan Hartley, I think, said everything.
3: Oh, what had it, had it what been, did Cocker say this week?
2: Well, no, Cockers, Cockers just basically said when he was asked, did, did you think it was a red card? He basically swerved the question and said, well, you've seen him given his yellows, but that's the referee's decision. He just swerved it. Basically, if I was reading between the lines, I'd say Richard Cocker was effectively saying, no way was that a red card. Is it hella a red card? Ah, uh, see, I, I'd go the opposite way.
3: You it, love it's, rules. It's,
2: it's an elbow to the head.
0: It's, it
3: is, but they're playing rugby play of playing a, contact, a man's contact sport. Yeah, which is dangerous enough already when no, you've got stop people like now. Courtney stop Laws this. and,
0: uh, and Samu Manoa listen,
3: listen,
2: listen,
0: hunting in packs.
2: Where, where, where you're at with this, Phil, is where I think it's gone wrong. Now, I don't blame the referee or the t- television match official. It was the television match official that persuaded the referee to give a red card. Uh, and I don't blame either of them. But what's happening here is that there is no feel for the game. There is no m- leeway... To be given, it's it's like a black and white box that that gets ticked. It's like a flow diagram: yes or no, black or exactly. white. Exactly, and that is and that is wrong. And that that is the uh, that is the RFU's fault. That is nothing to do with the referees. That is it's, the RFU's fault.
3: Dry, it's this thing where we want. The game to appeal to mothers, so they send their kids to play <laughs> rugby. It's ludicrous. There's
2: definitely an element of that, and someone said, "No, any elbow to the, any elbow or fist to the face is an automatic red card." Yeah, I hate like, that because it's you hate like yes, football as well. But there, there are there are degrees of there are degrees of it, and there are times when there is when it overlaps, and there might be contact with the face, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a red card.
3: I <laughs> think the use of the TMO now is ridiculous. I mean, the TMO should now be manned by an excited schoolboy. And the only question that you're allowed to ask is, did did you enjoy that? Yes or no. And if the answer is yes, they should just play on. But Matt
2: Smith is partly culpable, and this goes back to something Richard yeah. Cockle said earlier in the season when he said, "You're now you're just encouraging players to dive." Matt Smith, no way would he have gone that. If he was outside a pub and he, and someone had done that to <laughs> him a in a bit of a scrap, point. he would never have hit the deck. I'd,
3: I'd like to see Matt, Matt Smith get. He's caught. a big
2: lad. He's like six foot three and big, 15, fifteen fifteen odd stone. He's a big lad.
3: I would like to see um, Matt Smith get cited for a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> I would. No. he definitely did get elbowed in the head
0: though he did he definitely, yeah, but, yes. that definitely happened he, that definitely that happened, that happened. In, in, it didn't this, hurt. In, in this instance right? it didn't hurt that much it, it might not have hurt that much no. in this instance he got away with it as in he's not had his jaw broken or anything like that it could easily have gone that I, I completely agree with the degrees thing I think... think that is right but I, I just think that was a, a question, an right? offence worthy of a red card
2: Do you know what? It's all about opinions, and I think JB, and rarely, I'm completely with JB on this one. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm surprised at that, Tim. I'm not condoning violence, and I'm not saying... Oh, no! And I'm not saying...
3: He's back on his fence! No, 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 (laughs) and
2: I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been penalty, yellow card, off you go. But Dylan Hartley's was a definite yellow, and if it had been slightly more square of a hit than maybe a red... Tom Croft was nowhere near yellow. Yeah, yeah, that is a case yeah. of
3: let the boys play. It really is. We all agree with that one. Yeah. Uh, right. Were you impressed by the efforts of Day? The second row. I was impressed by. Oh, I thought oh, he was awesome. Courtney Laws, they were all
2: awesome. Courtney Laws time. carrying in the wide channels. Manoa was massive. They, they, they just they were awesome. They'll miss yeah. him. Yeah, they'll miss mm. him
0: a lot. It's, it's confirmed. Oh, is it? Bouchard has confirmed it this week, saying he he is going on a on a four year deal as well. Oh, wow. how
2: is he? Uh, Twenty-eight, something like that. No, he's older than that. I think he's, I think he's about thirty, you know. No, I think Phil might be right on that. A massive effort from Northampton, you oh. have to say. Um, Dylan Hartley's put himself in a bit of a bit of a pickle with the Six Nations. He seems That's to do this, doesn't he? Every yeah.
3: every so often, just have a head explosion. Yeah, uh, twenty-nine is something or There we go. We'll split the difference. <laughs> mm. Let's talk about Sam Burgess. Talk to me about Sam Burgess, Joe. Well, what do you want to say? I actually saw nothing of Sam Burgess this week, other than he wore a outside backs replacement shirt yes number uh, 23 he wore number 23 on his back see I don't know why this music playing right because I'm not a that just fan you are, <laughs> you, are, you are you want to take a little camping trip up in the mountains don't, I, don't. I think so far it's been a complete <laughs> waste of time I'm cold Sam <laughs>
2: I'm cold hold me
3: <laughs> he was outplayed last week by Banahan. <laughs> uh, but another win for Bath but, but can I just say another by the way win the biggest ever win yeah. at King's Home for them
2: can I just say by the way I got six out of six predictions correct. Well, well done.
3: Yes, I just in the got, Premiership. That's same as you, but with Leicester winning. Uh, you said that uh, Exeter, Exeter. beat
2: Sale.
0: Oh, I did, yeah, didn't I? Uh, I was five out of five out of six. I said Exeter.
3: Uh, I'm never going to pick against Exeter though.
0: Just uh, just on the the Bath Gloucester game. Sorry, Tim. Can you stop this music? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Gloucester when they're defending a mall, is the most confusing thing. Does did, does did, did Gloucester have a forwards coach? Is anyone telling them what to do?
3: I... Because this has been happening now. We mentioned it last year when they used the anchor, the anchor yeah, technique. The, the anchor technique. You're, you're familiar with the anchor oh technique? yeah, I'm
2: familiar with the anchor technique. <laughs> yeah. yeah, drop to the, just floor, drop drop to the their floor, grab their ankles, yeah, <laughs> and get dragged well, along.
3: You've got to grab like the wrist, like the waistband of the shorts, <laughs> and let them drag you over yeah. over the trial. And, and
2: that doesn't look lame at all when you're a <laughs> six foot seven James Hudson getting dragged <laughs> along the but floor. You look
3: at one of them and think, oh right, it must just be James Hudson has been useless. But then you've got kvesik doing the same thing. Like, oh, it's a technique. <laughs> no. They're teaching it. <laughs> but, right, when you watch a good driving mall,
0: it's. I was trying to liken it to something. It's like when you watch some worker ants picking up a bit of food oh, or something yeah. like that, and yeah. they, all, they, they automatically know their place, they know their job, and they, they get the job done. So watching Saracen's driving mall is like that. Yes. Yeah. Watching Gloucester try and defend a driving mall is like someone's bug repellent on them and they're all like (laughs) running in circles one's going backwards one's upside down with its legs in the air it's
3: like watching a a scrum half herding cats what is it as well that they seem to have a lot of money they buy big name players and they turn useless I I don't know if Hook has always been useless I have my suspicions now but Hook isn't doing particularly well there I mean 12 Trees I'd say it has improved his career but everyone else just looks lost (laughs)
2: Keresic Hudson. oh my
3: god Kvazic's Rez... turning into a nightmare Hibbard Hibbard's Hibar. still there yeah. a, lot, a lot of energy
2: we're going to have to compliment Sail Sharks aren't we on, on a brilliant win against Exeter absolutely really. they, they dog it out all the time They
3: there's something about that team there's um, something
2: about the team that's sort of better than the sum of their parts aren't yeah. they
3: yeah that's a time fact. I mean he does he, as much stick as we give him he does do it he's really, a galvanising kind yeah. of influence isn't he? do you think it's because they all just hate him so much
2: <laughs> no I think the people I think the people that are still there Probably quite like him, but
3: yeah, it's I, kind of like he's like, total Marmite, isn't he? Yeah, I, th- I think that's exac- exactly it. Like, they want to do it just not to please him, but to, just to despite him. You know? Well, he's
2: um, <laughs> he's sort of he, he's quite good at coming finding a common enemy for them all to hate <laughs> together. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, the world's against us, oh, are oh, the RFU are
3: just ignoring us. He's he's always, he's, I mean, I've, he's quite clever politics, I think. He's, he just... Do you think, um, Diamond is kind of the finished article? Is Diamond. The finished article of what Cockers wants to be. Do you think that's what he's <laughs> aspiring to?
0: He's modelled himself on yeah, Diamond. Yeah,
3: I mean, yeah. at full potential, co- Cockers is Diamond. Possibly, you know.
2: They're, they're, uh definitely see similarities
0: I definitely them. see
3: similarities. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Talk about playing a hooker, maybe.
3: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Got to
2: be complimented on a, on, on a really good win, as have Wasps on an absolute thumping, and not just that, but on a record regular domestic attendance in the Aviva Premiership.
3: Fact. FACT! That's incredible, isn't it? Wasps of all teams. I know. Yeah, two records, because Andy Goode got the
0: most points scored uh, in a premiership. FACT! Picture. I bet
3: the Wasps executives are rubbing their hands thinking, I can't believe this has worked. Yeah. This I mean, has actually worked. It it certainly looks like it. <laughs> it's we'll very see good in start. a couple of months' time. I think they yeah. would have given
2: a lot of tickets well, out, away. Here's yes. the interesting part.
3: Yeah. They weren't talking about the amount of tickets which they had given away or sold, which obviously, I was, I'm with you on this one, I thought they gave, they gave a load away. They're actually talking about the amount of money that they made. I mean, the gate receipt is really, really high. So people have actually really? gone out and bought tickets. Well,
2: you get people in. They buy a pint. They buy a beer.
3: Yeah. And they had flags on flags on, on every seat. Yeah. Yeah. They made a, a real, real big deal out and of it, looked, and of course, looked impressive. And the is from Coventry, or sorry, is he from Coventry, or is he from around Coventry? Yeah. He started oh, well,
2: his career at Coventry. Yeah. I
0: think. And he's a Coventry City football fan.
3: And there he, he is. he's from from there. Yeah, from the area. And he's getting better and better every (laughs) single game. What is
2: it about him and Hodgson? They're both looking really tidy. yeah. In the latter stages of their career. I've been saying this
0: for a couple of years that and I don't actually know if this point applies to Andy Goode. but so in the last twenty years, sports nutrition and the (laughs) It doesn't apply to Andy Andy Goode. But all that stuff is meaning that people are fitter, faster, stronger and it's looking like you're getting more and more people playing into their mid to late 30s yep. and playing well. Like look at Brad Thorne and look at Nathan Hines and those two there. Maybe Andy Gooden not quite with the nutrition, but yeah. he's obviously doing something right, isn't well, he?
3: I suppose it is the only place really on a rugby field where you can be useless at everything. They're just good at your one job and that is enough. But his one job is quite like... It's, it's he's passing, he's cool. pass yeah. kicking, his intelligence. Think of, of him as, as a quarterback. I mean, yeah. some quarterbacks in the NFL literally can't run. I mean, if you watch Peyton Manning <laughs> throw a ball and, I, and he's doing a little shuffle and you look at this guy, you think, wow, that's that's the best that they've, that they've got. But he's very good at putting a ball where, where it needs to be. He's just an arm, isn't he? Exactly. It's all about the arm. But it's no, actually, good, good's he, a bit more than that. He does have to have the all
0: wrong. It, it was interesting. Did you read the interview with, I think it was Good and Nick Easter, a little while ago in the Telegraph last couple of weeks.
2: Oh, yeah, Nick Easter talking about the shape and size of rugby players.
0: Yeah, where yeah. he's saying there's still a place for like uh, intelligent Fad. players rather than just gym monkeys. Yeah, And he, he likes to see people doing ball-in-hand stuff and, and the, the skills and execution stuff exactly. rather than just gym, 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 and gym. It
3: does feel like as you get older as well, you understand a lot more about the game and the timing. And, and maybe yeah. you know, being a fly-off, it is beneficial. Yeah, and like Brian
0: O'Driscoll... Lost a lot of pace towards the end of his career, but never looked out of place. He never got burnt on the outside and all all that stuff just because his position was always spot on.
2: Yeah.
3: Can we just uh, heap praise as well on the Wasps back row, which I just love? (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure which back row I prefer more Wasps or Baths. (laughs) I mean, Baths back row is sick.
0: Baths have so many options in their back row. And
3: by the way, Garvey's just come back. It looks like a hero. Scoring tries for fun. He was wearing a cape. (laughs) <laughs> the second try he wore a cake.
0: Uh yeah, and Ferns and Front are low. Yeah. So uh, who would you
3: I mean, as big Houston. back rowers go, would you go <sighs> low, Garvey Ferns or Haskell Hughes and Ashley Johnson. Wow.
2: I'd, I'd go with that Bath back row when they're all starting and would you? firing, yeah. I don't know. Low is that good.
3: Yeah, he is that good, but
2: the, all three oh, of those. Then Nathan Hughes is so good. All... If you were going to pick a pick a back row out of the, out of both back rows, who would you go? I'd go with Hughes,
3: L- Hughes at eight. I'll go with Hughes at eight. Johnson Low, Low and Johnson. Yeah, I probably would. But I mean, it's, the other thing as well, the Bosps boys can really play, and they're like the natural strong. Yeah, like, you just watch that, like, Ashley Johnson, Stefan someone. It's devastating. Yeah, yeah. but. The other side, like uh, J- Garvey and J-
2: sorry, it's not just stiff hands in the <laughs> in the studio looking at JB. <laughs> J-
0: Ferns and Garvey also do like all the the unseen work, the hard work, the, like the Richard Hill
3: stuff, like yeah. uh, hitting rooks and those unseen. Garvey looked incredible coming back. Mm. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to watching Bath to lose Mark, Mark two now.
2: Right, well let's just have a, a, a brief break because we do have a, a bit of a stash watch, uh, gentlemen. Do we? And I'm I'm going to bust out some some of uh, similar. Erotic music. Oh, yes, I know what you're talking about. Oh, Paul, oh yeah, I Paul, know. Paul, thank about. you for tweeting to Rugby Podcast with a picture of Italy's brand new kit for the Six Nations mm. and possibly for the World Cup. And Paul describes it as uh, pure sex in a rugby <laughs> kit. Wow. It's hard to disagree.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Adidas doing some uh, some good things. On. Not so, as nice as Canterbury, though. Remember so it's, the, uh,
2: it's Adidas <laughs> doing the Italian blue. Pale blue with three stripes, dark blue stripes on the shoulders on each shoulder, and uh, pinstripe shorts is the revelation here. What? Pinstripe shorts, navy with looks like either light
3: blue or. Um, Let me have a look at this. Pinstripe pep. shorts. Yeah, pinstripe them? shorts. Oh my word! I don't like them. Do you not? No, I don't. reminds oh, of me of Manchester City, and I hate Manchester City. <laughs> Actually, do you
2: know what? It does look a bit more like a football kit, doesn't it? It does, yeah.
3: I don't like it. No. Oh, I, I like the top. Yeah. I like the top, but the shorts as a as a combination, no. And what
2: what are they doing? Not putting Sergio Parisse in the press shot. I, I mean, come on, that's just
3: basic. Who who is doing the press form? I don't, uh, know. I don't know. I don't actually know who, who that, that is. I
2: don't know who that is. But I like I like the shorts. They're pretty cool.
3: No, I I, I really like, like this. I, th- I think
0: I I prefer this again. It's like the the new French one. I prefer the You're new French wrong. one. You both wrong. You
3: both wrong. That's a downgrade from there last kit.
2: Um now one thing we're going to do it, we're going to get to the Pro12 in a little bit and we'll talk about more uh, rugby issues. There's the salary cap debate we want to have after Saracens uh, along with some other clubs said they want to scrap or increase the salary cap. So we'll get into that. But Phil came up with a cracking idea of coming up with an alternative 15 of the year, a 15. Yeah,
0: year. so it's not not really to do with how well they've played, like we wouldn't have I don't know uh Johnny Sexton or and Dwayne Vermeulen. No. But unless they had been the most talked-about players of the hmm. year, so is
3: there anyone that really stands out here? He's talked about, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, a few. few, not one guy in particular who's there's spoken a bit, about a lot a, and done nothing on a on a field yet. Well, well,
2: <laughs> Yes,
0: yeah. Yet. There might there might be someone like that. Okay. So where do you want to start? Backs or forwards. Backs. Backs yeah, do tend to be a bit more headline grabbing. Yes.
2: I'm going to suggest two wingers. Um, okay. Nick Cummins, the Honey Badger, and Johnny May. Johnny May. I can't think of another wing. We've talked about Surveyor a lot, but um, Johnny May's try. Johnny talk- May's try as a moment of the year. See, I've gone for Nick Cummins. Yeah, and
0: fellow Australian. I've gone for an all-Australian back three actually. What? Fellow Australian Adam Ashley Cooper, ah. who hit his hundred caps. Uh, yeah, was pictured in the cricket whites, which was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, he's obviously just signed for Bordeaux, Bordeaux Bagels. Yep. for next season. And just all round good bloke. Andy won the uh uh super rugby with Waratahs. That sounds pretty reasonable to me.
2: Go on AAC, Cummins and are you talking Falau then at the back?
0: No, Kurtley Beale. Oh for, yes, of uh, yeah.
2: course. Text
0: gate. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what did
3: they expect to happen when you have five uh, sorry, when you have fifteen guys, the best in their country at what they do charged fully with testosterone and encouraged to, to, to do so and then you give them a female business manager what did you, what do they think would happen <laughs> they'd all just stop picking up issues of the Guardian and being PC
2: right all, all Aussie back three and I'm happy with that in yeah. the centres we're going to have to sli- stick slamming ba- slamming salmon, aren't we yeah and alongside him
0: you could have Sonny Bill because he's been talked about a yeah, lot, yeah. yeah. Bod, surely. Bod
2: as well. Bod retiring, and in the manner he retired, with that uh, I, that send off the island gave him.
3: He won the uh, the Rabo. I thought that announcement had already been made. So when it's yeah. made again, what? what? Burgess, <laughs> Burgess, and Bod.
0: Yeah, Bod, and, especially Bod for his like his appearances on uh, BT Sport, oh, where, yeah. where he's awesome.
2: Ten, we're going to have to go for George Ford, aren't we? Surely.
0: Well, we've talked about
2: him a lot. I was thinking off-field stuff. Oh uh,
0: yeah, Aaron Cruden. Yeah, it's oh, good, yeah. nice, nice, strong. Oh, I like that, I like that, yeah. But we only talked about him for missing that flight. <laughs> <laughs> here. That was the only only time. That's, this that's is the alternative
2: 15 of the year,
0: isn't it? And then Johnny Wilkinson, potentially, oh, for, yeah. for For Baron retiring, for, for being amazing.
2: For being oh, Wilco. wonderful. Wilco. For just a wonderful person. Yeah. Wilco's in. Or Wilco, Bod, Burgess, AAC, Cummins and Bill. Who's going to be the nine orchestrating that, uh, that back line? I struggled with nine
0: a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I am, hmm. The the one I've got was a uh, was Rory Cockett for the Toulon. Like, there's a lot of talk about him him moving and that stuff. Um, playing really well, top point scoring in in the top 14 last mm. year, mm-hmm. and then obviously being capped for France. So from that point of view, he was talked about quite a lot. You're but... right.
2: There hasn't been a nine in this calendar year. There hasn't been a nine that's been there was either like, exceptional, something either exceptional or dreadful. <laughs> or there was
0: the. I'm just remembering, I might have got this wrong. There was the Aaron Smith Tinder story. No, what is this?
2: I matched with an all black on Tinder. All blacks rugby star Aaron Smith gets rejected by student. Oh. I don't think we talked about this. Why did you not I, bring this up? Yeah, I, I've, I've forgotten. The Kiwi 24 Aaron Smith matched with a girl on Tinder when he was on tour in Scotland. They chatted for a bit. He invited her to his hotel room. She turned down the offer. Because he's five foot seven
3: <laughs> and she, nice. she's six foot one. Bloody hell. She's a tall girl. <laughs> That's, uh... But then she, then she sold her story. Then she like, What a classy yeah. lady.
0: <laughs> yeah, well done. Real classy. Oh, yeah.
2: dear. Smith at nine. Fine, done. Uh, right, forwards then. Now, there's been three back row players we've talked about a lot. <laughs> Haskell. In.
3: Surely. Is he in for his excellent coffee, his uh, nutrition brand? Uh, uh, his his, his talks, MMA talks. His
2: general banter.
3: He, well, Archbishop of Banterbury. Yeah. Captain Bantos.
2: <laughs> yeah, Captain Bantos just needs to go in. Yeah. So Hask is in. and Let's just think back. Now, he's taken a little bit of a back... Now if Just think, if Jacques Berger listened to this podcast, I think he'd feel a little bit put out. Like, those boys have forgotten the one that used to make... Make <laughs> that music fire up. <laughs> now is Sam
3: Burgess getting the Brokeback Mountain I don't know, but theme why, tune. why? He's done nothing. Sam Burgess has done nothing yet. But Jacques
2: uh, Berger was always the man that JB wanted to right. go, go well, fishing some... with in a in a river up a mountain somewhere. Well, and, and let's just remember, this was the year, 2014, of Jacques Berger single-handedly destroying Claremont Avernus. Exactly yes.
3: it was. Now, can we just say this, right? Sam Burgess doesn't get Jack's music until he scores a try. Then you can have Jack's music, but until then, <laughs> <laughs> or at least hospitalises someone. Yeah, all
0: right, do something. <laughs> all right. So Haskell Burger, I've got one for the third. Go on, World Cup winner, mm-hmm. Kiramid, Maggie Alfonsi.
2: Maggie Alfonsi, because she's now doing. I, see, I put travelling, shot put, shot put, and she won the World Cup. Yeah, pretty good. That's, that's two, like two pretty good reasons. I like it good second row then now i put will skelton in just for his <laughs> just for his champagne throwing antics when when the waratahs won the super rugby now i've i've actually put
0: will skelton's brother in for the pictures of will skelton have you seen them no oh is he massive he's humongous he, and 14 he's yeah he's like 13 stood next to um one of the waratahs back rows the waratahs back rows like 63 and 17 stone and Will Skelton's brother is head and shoulders, thirteen-year-old brother's head and shoulders oh my word. above him.
2: Wow! Oh my god! Oh my god! Is that him?
0: That's, yeah, thirteen-year-old, thirteen-year-old
3: brother. It's ludicrous, isn't it? <laughs> it is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon he signed a long-term contract with Warriors yet? Uh, <laughs> Do you reckon they've got him on some sort of development deal?
2: God, wow! Not far off, surely. Uh, who else in the second row?
3: Has to be
0: Matfield. Yeah, for his, for his comeback Ooh. come back from two years at 37 to like captain in uh, the spring box at, at various times
2: definitely and oh. into, into the front row then Kean Healy and Healy he had the best ice bucket challenge
0: yes he's, that was awesome he's
2: been injured a lot and has been doing loads of good stuff on online
0: yeah that video of him towing uh, a Land Rover on yeah. a beach was pretty <laughs> pretty good him fit uh, it, it would either be Kean Healy or Joe Marler at uh, loose head because Joe Marler's Pretty good all round. Yeah, uh, and he talks a lot. Uh, well,
2: you know what? I, I think Joe Marler should get in, and we should just ignore the tight head, loose head thing, and just oh, have really? two props. Yeah, they unless like you know. can think of a tight head that deserves it more.
0: Well, I would have gone for Adam Jones for the whole Ospreys Cardiff Blues thing, but that's not yeah. not great. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd happily have those two and
2: Hooker. Have you got something? oh no I can only think Hartley just for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, like because it was the it was the Aviva Premiership final. Was that last year? Uh, no, that was the, yeah,
3: it was this year. That was yeah. this year. That was this year. The Aviva Premiership what final meant,
2: meant he yeah. missed the. Li- no, that was the Lions. Yeah, yeah. That that's was when the he missed the Lions last
3: year. Last year. He's, he's a nightmare, isn't he? It's mm, an yeah. absolute nightmare. Yeah, but, but very good at lineouts. But isn't that why he plays rugby? Because he's he's a, a you know a bit of a violent hothead. Yeah, but yeah. and that's what makes him good. Yeah, but it also you need to control it, don't you? I know, like, but I do think we're, we're taking something away from the game.
0: Who did you have, Phil? Um, so I had uh, slightly more positive than uh, Dylan Hartley Corey Britton. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, didn't. Uh, God, we should how have do Corey we, how, Britton. How
2: do we explain Corey Britton one? Um, it, a story involving Corey Britton, um, some unisex changing rooms.
3: Um, <laughs> Boy, always a um, risk that a camera. Yeah. Uh,
2: and an irate woman calling the police. Yes. <laughs> And then a transfer to a different club. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which has uh, been very successful, actually. Yeah. Oh, how on their weight? <laughs> yeah, 78 points.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I had a more positive, far more positive than either of those. I had. I just got thinking about the Australian hooker crisis and Nathan Charles, who... Got his first first few caps this year, who is I believe I was reading an article on it today, believed to be the only person in the world who's a professional sportsman uh with cystic fibrosis. Is that
3: right? Yeah. Wow, wow that So that is just Fact. Do you know what? Absolutely um, superb. I hate like, really, really to good. ruin this for you. Uh, there is a local fighter <laughs> who has cyst- cystic fibrosis. Does like the professional semi pro MMA scene. Not professional then he gets paid the, the no not full time no yeah the, the article that I was reading was. Uh... and uh, judging by his last fight I don't think he should have many more
2: <laughs> well do you know on, the, on that front and it's nothing that. It, there's no words that go with this but there's a, an amazing really brilliant video that's been doing the rounds this last week um, on YouTube and stuff it's got oh uh, yeah it's got 100,000 views no 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 not that one uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, and it's from and it's from a Welsh rugby team and you're going to score oh yes and you're going to have to ex- pronounce it what does that say JB? Uskol Brynhevred. Uskoll Brynhev What does that mean?
3: Brynhevred. It, it's a just, a, just school. It's a school. So Rithin.
2: There's a video, and I'll tell you what, I'll tweet it out at Rugby Podcast. There's a school that played at Rithin Rugby Club. Rithin or whatever it is. Yeah. R- yeah, Rithin Rugby Club. And it was just a normal school game. And there was a, a try scored at the end, and there's this brilliant video of this lad streaking away, scoring the winning try, all his teammates coming and grabbing him and hugging him. And as as you see him right here, and it's got some, it's got some pretty inspiring music that goes with it. Uh-huh. And then it's got an email from the teacher, Hugh Thomas Griffiths. Obviously. To all staff, who's just attached a video of this guy, Ethan's winning try. Uh Uh-huh. And says, I'm pleased to announce that the rugby team won their game last night with Ethan making an appearance in both halves and scoring the winning try in the last moments of the game. It was a magical moment for Ethan, his family and all the staff who came to support him and the team. A special mention must go to Ethan's teammates last night who looked after him, encouraged him and even made eff- efforts to help him with his maths by asking him to assist with the numbers on the backs of the shirts before the game. I don't think I've ever been prouder of being a teacher at, JB? at Aubrey Than I was last night. We have some truly special students at our school. And then as the video explains, and I don't, sorry, spoiler alert, but it's still amazing even if you know this.
3: I have no idea what's going to happen next.
2: Ethan has Down syndrome. Cri- crikey. And there he is, streaking away. They show the clip again. Streaking away for the winning try. And uh, his teammates all grabbing him, hugging him. You can hear the crowd cheering. It's pretty yeah. amazing
0: stuff. It's awesome. It's an
2: amazing video. Yeah. And It uh, yeah. just, just reminded me of it. and yeah.
0: re- Really good thing. Yeah. Love that.
2: Happy Christmas vibes and, uh, you know, yeah, goodwill to all men and all that. Thought I'd, I thought I'd mention that. No. Absolutely. JB thought I was going to mention the fact that I've, well, my kids have become a YouTube internet Sensation. sensation the last week yeah they're on
3: Huffington Post how many million how many million views
2: uh, three and a half million views of a video that I uploaded three years ago
3: that's amazing it's been yeah. sat
2: there with 3,000 views for three years and then all of a sudden someone put it on Reddit and it's basically of me giving my kids a banana and an onion it might well have popped up on your Facebook timeline I know that um, the lad bible nicked it and posted it oh mm-hmm. lad bible did it again <laughs> they did it again. Did. Yeah, yeah. What
1: is
3: wrong with those they, people? They just. Ripped- I'm going to hunt them down. That's, I'm going to hunt them down.
2: That's my intellectual copyright. That video, and they just nicked it. They- and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but that's that's no, that's not even the start of it. The Daily Mirror nicked it and put a branding all over it. And no, it's, it's been in it's been in the Daily Mail. It's been in the Independent. It's been in uh, the Mirror. It's been in the Manchester Evening News. It's been on Sunrise, the big TV breakfast show in Australia. It's been on the Today Show. It's been in the Huffington Post. It's been everywhere. And it's got I, I'm
3: three, genuinely three and a half you're furious on your behalf now, Tim. Your job is effectively a con, you, know, you make content for stuff. Yeah, that that is what you do. The Lad Bible have not only stolen our first video, which you made go viral, like half a million views. A, a now, million and a half they, views. They've, they've now tried to steal your kids. Oh, that
2: was the Vine of the yeah, yeah. of the Magna's champ The Magna's not working <laughs> as champagne they at the end of the such Super morons. Rugby. Well, there's not there's not a lot you can do. I'm I've...
3: coming for Lad Bible. Well.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they're scared with their seven million followers. Oh, on, they'll, on they'll,
3: they'll be scared when we hunt them down. So
2: anyway, yeah, it's been a, it's been a big, big old week from that point of view. And uh, let me tell you, and I'm not going to tell you what it is until next podcast because I haven't got the certificate yet. But I am think I'm going to be touch wood a Guinness World Record holder. Yes!
3: Wow! Excellent!
2: Watch this space. On do what? you need to pay for Guinness World Record? No, you just need to be the best at something. <laughs> 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 Very good, Tim. Right, um, should we? What, what should we do now? Quiz, oh, Quiz. Pro, pro twelve. Let's just quickly. Oh, oh, yeah. quickly touch on the pro twelve. Oh,
3: what is oh, going oh, on actually, at Ulster? Do, do we have to touch on the pro twelve? What's 12? going on? At do Ulster we have to touch 12? on the pro twelve? That's a good question. Oh god,
0: what's going on at Ulster, Phil? I've mentioned a few times. We have, we have got some injuries at the moment. More than more than a few. More than our fair share. Well, it's 31-20 but. They lost Ulster to
2: Ospreys, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Ulster also scored three tries in like the last ten minutes to make it respectable. It was like thirty-one-six with about ten or fifteen minutes to go. Glasgow Munster, that sounded
3: like a good game. Yeah, good, really good game for uh, Glasgow to pin. Edinburgh to. Be- Benetton, who on earth had to watch that? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we could we could have gone to watch it. Yeah, we could have, couldn't we? We
2: were in Edinburgh at the time. More than not, though. Glasgow beating Munster 21-18 is a big result for them.
0: Yeah, it, that really is.
2: And again, they had Richie Vernon outside centre.
0: Yeah, because uh, Bentley, young outside centre, is injured. Uh,
2: Cardiff had a, a really strong win against Scarlet, so I mean, they look much more solid than they have done.
3: Rumour is Rhys Pratchett will move from Cardiff to another one of the regions. Potentially even Scarletts if they get rid of... Priest- Priestland. Priestland. Priestland
2: thought to be going to, to ba- Bath. Bath. To
3: Bath. It was, it was Bath the, the rumour, yeah. I'd love to see Pr- Pratchett get a shot. He's very good. Mm. But they seem intent on keeping Ainscombe at ten for the blues.
0: Isn't Ainscombe gonna be one of the potentially central contracted Welshmen?
3: No idea. I don't know how what's happening with that and how it's all working.
0: Mm. No idea. That'd be mm. interesting.
3: I I I think they're looking for for a number eight first just to complete the back complete the back row. <laughs> and then they'll kind of work from there. Get Toby. Yeah, we'll get Toby Falatow done.
2: We will get back to looking ahead to the rugby that's coming up and like I say, this is our last podcast of the year, so that means we'll sort of look ahead to the to the Boxing Day and beyond
3: fixtures. Shall we break it up, break it up with a quiz?
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. But before we do, uh, Ian Johnston tweeted at Rugby Podcast, and he just said, "JB won a quiz after last week's episode." <laughs> well, I did. See- he, he says, "I feel I should have been doing something far more important for once in a lifetime for a once in a lifetime <laughs> moment like that than just going to
0: work." It's like when uh, where were you when Diana died? Yeah. <laughs> <like that.
2: laughs> JFK, JB <laughs> winning a quiz. Uh, Dolcian on, on Twitter as well said, Thank you very much, Rugby Podcast, for a great year. After listening to the podcast, I purchased some Stollen. <laughs> oh, yes. Best decision today. Hashtag wonderful. Wonderful indeed. <laughs> wonderful Stollen. <laughs> oh, wonderful Stollen.
0: It's great to have an excuse to stuff your face full of delicious Scott- Stollen.
2: Do that. Let's have a bit of a quiz. And for today's quiz, we have a, another contestant.
1: Hello. Bruno how are we doing? Very well, thank you.
2: (laughs) Britt, how are you doing? It's Tim and Phil here. Is all you all right? Hi, Tim. Hi, Phil. Hi, mate. Are you ready for this? I am. Right. Have you got got your laptop set up so you can uh,
3: Google straight away? No. (laughs) (laughs) Good man, good man. We we trust you. Who am I
1: I playing against?
3: Right, I am the question master. Tim, you're, you're playing against Tim and Phil and Phil now I'll tell you this is a quiz that I'd be very very good at because unlike Phil's quizzes this one's about rugby so <laughs> it's going to test your, your rugby knowledge not your guessing weights knowledge come on then <laughs> fire up my music Tim there
2: you go question number one for JB come on
3: number one what position did Bruno Driscoll play in his first ever Lions game and who did they play
1: Oh yeah
0: I don't know who they played.
2: Don't know who they played.
1: Uh, I've got a guess.
2: Go on then, Bruno, You lead us off. I've got an answer written down.
1: Okay. Um, it was definitely fullback in the Australia 2001 tour. Yeah, I've got that. I've got fullback. Well, I want to say it was like the Queensland Presidents' team, but I'm not 100 percent sure of
0: that. I, I've I've guessed at Western Force. Tim,
3: I guessed at Brumbies. It was in fact. The President's 15. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: you two in cahoots yeah. there. <laughs>
3: oh. All right, so, oh. We've got a live one. <laughs> so that's uh, one to me and Phil, two to Bryn. Question two. Jason Robinson famously switched codes and went to sale. But for who did he have his first game of Union? Uh, which, which club were he playing against? Or no. Which club, did, which he club play did, did he play his first? He was famous for sale, but which club did he play his first game of Union with? Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, all right. Go on, Bryn. Uh, I would say it was during that time when they were doing what from Union to League to Union in this, you know, and during the winter when the yeah break. Uh, Bath, I would say, but I'm not entirely in that. Well, t- t-
2: I was going to say I-, I thought maybe this was a trick question because I I wrote, and I hope you'll accept this. I wrote Wigan because technically he played Union with Wigan against Bath, but in the in the cross-code that's, match. That's a small answer. Uh, and then I wrote Bath. Because okay. if it was a full match in the premiership, then it was Bath. Well, that's what I thought.
0: I've put Oral. Ooh. Because they had Links, Wigan and Oral. They, Oral well, were they in the do, But they also
3: hate each other with a passion. The answer is actually Bath. He Isn't played it? in Bath <coughs> colours. Wow, there wow. you go. That's three oh. to Bryn, two to me, one to Phil. Oh. Okay. Question three. Sticking with rugby league converts, I want to know, since 2006, how many rugby league converts have Gloucester played in their back division. Back. And who are they? Oh, do you want the, the names? I want their names. Wow. Oh. oh, what was his name? Okay.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Oh, what was that lad's name? I'm going to have to turn the music off so I can uh... concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: got two at the moment. I've got two at the moment. God, I've only got one. Um, and there's, there's one more, and I can't remember. Oh! What's his name? <laughs> oh, I've got his... I know his service. Yeah, I've oh
2: got What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? I'm just going to stick where I am. Go on, Brent.
1: Uh, I've got three. Uh, oh. oh, i so got <laughs> But one of them I'm not sure on, to be honest. But I think he played for them. Two of them are pretty, pretty obvious, I think. Uh, yeah, I've got Viñicolo. Correct. Yeah. Got him. Henry Paul. Correct. I didn't
3: put him. Who? Henry uh, Paul. Leon. Oh
1: his brother and I can't quite remember what
3: his name is Henry Paul and there's one more yeah I, I put Carl Price Carl Price Carl Price, Price. did you put down Price <laughs> Bruno I put Price but I didn't have his
1: first name should anymore.
3: we give him Price no
2: nope there's,
0: there's, there's, two, there's, two. there's Leon
2: isn't there oh look at Phil on one yeah. point <laughs> <laughs> so Phil's on four I'm on four and Bryn's on five yeah I had Shontane happy
0: but no Bath Bath now and Leslie Van Nicolo used used Sean Tain name when he got arrested for Ah. fighting fighting with students or something
3: that is correct Phil Uh, okay dead simple question now question number four who was the first French player to play super rugby Phil looks baffled by this first French player to play super rugby yeah I'll give you a clue he also played against the Lions twice.
1: Against the Lions?
3: Whew. I'm going to um, give you an answer, but it's wrong. Okay, so Phil's I, giving me one. Oh, I've
1: got some. Really... a trick question, was he...
3: Nope, it's not a trick question. It's straight on the middle.
1: Yeah, I've got one answer, but I don't think it'll be. This... Go on, Breno, what's yours? Uh, I've got Michelac, Frederick Michelac, but. Oh, didn't playing he playing
2: playing play for Natal Sharks for did a bit? Play Damn it! Nitalia
3: Sharks.
2: Damn it! I haven't put him. Lights,
1: uh, against the
3: line or I've got Peter De Villiers.
2: I put Peter De Villiers as well.
3: Good, both
2: the, strong. Good. South
3: African, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both strong. Well, French international, the first French and first French international to play Super Rugby was in fact Christian California. Uh, <laughs> so we're yeah. still
2: on four, four, five. Question number five.
3: Okay, Aidan McCullen is the answer to the question which I'm not going to read out. So we will skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Don't worry about it. Don't, uh, stop. <laughs> question number six.
2: So the final one. So going to go into the final question, we are currently on Phil on four, me on four and
3: Bryn on five. Okay. Nice, simple one. What are the official colours of USA Perpignan? They're official colours. I've got mine written down. Oh, Tim's very confident. Very speedy
1: writer. I've got one colour, but I'm not sure, to
3: be honest. Now, you I'll, got it written down, Phil? I've, I've got i s- I'll give you a clue before, before you give your answers. In the same way that Gloucester wear red and white, they call themselves cherry and whites. These are very pedantic colours. In the same <laughs> way that Warrington's colours are primrose and blue.
2: Well, that's just throwing a spanner in the works. You're not just yeah. going to like go with... Sorry, like, so so it, you, you wouldn't give a wrong answer going Gloucester, no, they don't. No, you got it wrong. They play, They don't play in red, they're in because yeah, it's their
3: official colours. Oh, come oh, on. What? No, they're the official come colours. Come of pro- is this? What are the, rid- this is uh, going to be ridiculous. What are the official... The are fairly famous. You, I, I get this. You have a go at me for being pedantic and liking rules. <laughs> you want the official colours. Yeah, because it's very important. No, it's not
2: the colour that everyone would describe it as.
3: Uh, all the fans would definitely describe it as this. Okay. <laughs> go on,
2: Bryn, what, what have you got?
1: Red and yellow. I've got yellow,
3: red. Okay. Uh, I've got yellow, red and white. Sorry, boys. The fans would des- would describe their own colours as blood and gold. Because blood, blood and gold are the Catalan so, colours. So me and Bryn got well, that right. You and Bryn got You did not get that right because you did not get blood and gold. You and- That's like saying Australia wear yellow. So
2: Phil is in third place uh, with four points. Four points. Because you added the white, that probably invalidated yeah, it, yeah, it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'll in second that. place with five, and our winner is six points. Representing Egg Chaser podcast listeners everywhere, Bryn Williams. Recently barbarian oh. capped Bryn Williams. That's right. It's been a big year for you, hasn't it? It just keeps getting bigger and bigger.
1: <laughs> I didn't think I could top the ball, both, but this, <laughs> To be honest, Tim, when I found out he was the quizmaster, I thought I'd probably finish last because he wasn't there. I thought a banker finish at the JB, but... I'm sure. <laughs> good
3: man. Well, happy Christmas
2: anyway, Brim.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Have
3: a good one, fella. See you, mate. Cheers, mate. Take it easy. RGC lads So well media trained. That was
2: that, that was everything I expected a quiz run by JB to be.
3: <laughs> I particularly like the uh, the answer
0: given first to, yeah. to question number five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, listen, quick Christmas thing, then before we move on, uh, we had loads and loads of suggestions for a twelve days of and So a rugby 12 days of Christmas And I'm just going to reveal What the 12 days are Officially now Thank you for your help With this one 12 trees at centre Obviously 11 Hartleys fighting Oh good (laughs) Wayne Wayne Hurley with this one 10 laws are leaping
3: I like that Good good Which is
2: excellent 9 Johnny's kicking Mm, Not so human I had to get Johnny in there somewhere 8 braids are stealing Yeah Seven Aussies bubbling, suggested Matt Gooders. Um, now, bubbling, do you remember that? Actually, Todd Carney could have got in our alternative team of the year. He's a rugby league player who uh, partook in a bit of bubbling. Why don't you look that up on Google if you're not sure what the bubbling story was from yeah. rugby
3: this year. I'd say do it in work if you're a bit bored.
2: <laughs> Definitely do it on the Christmas party. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. when When someone's filming, you won't regret that. Uh, six Sams are slamming. Global Saracens on Twitter with that one. Uh, five would be, Let the boys play. That's very good. Says Ooh. Louis Redux. Four Cummins quotes. Three French tens. Ooh, nice. nice.
0: Someone suggested two Tuolagis. Two Tuolagis. Two, two, All right, we'll go oh, Yeah, that. but that's
3: statistically incorrect. There's <laughs> of
2: <thousand> of them. <laughs> and what about this one for number one? There was Someone said it should be and a quiz that was won by JB and someone said it should be and a William Webb Ellis trophy. I quite like... And a parling in a twelve trees,
3: <laughs> parling in a twelve,
2: 12 trees, a partridge in a pear tree. I get that bit. <laughs> I'm getting the other
3: bit, Tim. Might
2: might be another scandal somewhere <laughs> yet to come out. Anyway, moving on. Happy, <laughs> happy Christmas and all that. Um, what we've got left to do? Nothing. Just look ahead. Oh, oh, oh! Salary cap. Whoa! Right.
0: Now, now we're talking.
2: Right. Let's get into this then. Salary cap. Now. There's been a few people saying different stuff about the salary cap this week. And let's just remind ourselves of where we stand. The salary cap is being raised for next season for Aviva Premiership clubs to mm-hmm. try and retain more of as many of their players as they can. Secondly, they're increasing a second marquee player outside of the salary cap. So you're allowed to have two players now who you can pay whatever you want and it won't get included yep. in your salary cap. So the RFU are kind of definitely bending to the, to the tune of the richer clubs. Apparently seven of them, though, and this is led by Saracens, say they want it to be increased even further or they want it to be scrapped altogether.
3: We need a salary cap. There is no choice why. A salary cap has to happen. Because when you get rid of your salary cap, you're legal to into the French League, which is let's just buy the the biggest players that we possibly can uh, and beat each other up at, at, at the breakdown. And that has all come from the French obsession with not having a salary cap. What the salary cap does is it gives a bit more parity between the teams. And parity increases increases competition. And like the good capitalist that I am, I <laughs> believe that that, that that is better for everyone. Because then you start seeing more advanced coaching techniques, more advanced strategy. I would say that the co- the coaching and the strategy in the Aviva far, is far, far superior to the coaching and the strategy that you see employed in places like Toulon. And if you watch watch a rugby, I think that would probably back up my statement.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah I'd I'd go with all of that um, what I would say yeah it's I do want to see the best talent in the, yeah. in the premiership because it's the league that we all watch most yep um, and so I like having like the second marquee the first marquee I think they're brilliant rules. I think they're yeah I think they're good but I do part of me wants to leave it up to the clubs if they want to spend 20 million on players or do and potentially go the way of Oral or Richmond. It, it's up to them to do it. They should like as businessmen, business models, be able to model it themselves. Yeah. The problem is with sports but, is it's
3: so, it's so emotional that people don't think about what, they do, what they're doing when they're spending, spending their money. So yeah. I think, from a business point of view, the league has to structure it in, in that way. I go on about it all the time, but the most successful sporting business model is the NFL, and they operate through parity. So, you know, if you're a Newcastle fan, it is no fun because you live in Newcastle. But <laughs> your team is also terrible, and... You know, for one year you can go from being absolutely terrible, and then the next year you you know you're actually and with a shout happens in the NFL all the time. I do like the
0: increased competition and making it so the competition makes it a better league than just we're, purely buying the best stars. In. We're exactly. singing from
2: the same hymn sheet because I completely agree with everything he said. I love uh, the NFL. I love American sports, and one of the reasons I love it is that um, you know the team the team that I followed since I was like a nipper, New York Jets. I've had years of being absolutely dreadful. We then got really good for about four or five years and two years, challenged two years. for titles for a few years, challenged for titles. Almost every team, every franchise, has won the Super Bowl.
3: It is amazing to see a, a site like Toulon. I mean, it is amazing just to yeah. read that team sheet. But on the other hand, if someone said to me, look, here's 15 of the world's best players, I'd like them to spread evenly uh, among all the clubs, but it's also the off-field strategy of potentially <laughs> you could let some of your
0: highest-earning stars go in order exactly. to free up. Saracens in the last year have let uh, Matt Stevens and uh, Maurice Botha both go. They would be yeah. uh, English capped. Yeah. Uh, they would both be high high salary caps to bring in like bring in uh, Maro Atagi.
3: This weekend of Viva games just shows exactly why the Viva is the best league, in my opinion, because everything seems so competitive. If you watch the top four, top fourteen for all the names, it's actually quite a quite a boring league.
2: What we sort of touched on is the national games in in pretty good health in England. Actually, Twickenham's always full. Yeah, for you could probably have double the number of games, it would still be full. Mm. Yeah, uh, but the club game has got room for growth, and Huge it, it, it's that it's that balancing act, isn't it? On the one hand, you want to give the clubs more spending power so you get the best players, and they're therefore maybe a more kind of glitzy, show-busy, eye-catching product, or you want to keep the games really ultra competitive for uh, more of a spectacle in the eighty minutes of the match. That's your, that's the sort of balancing act, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but I think what they're doing, like the points you made at the start, Jay. I think what they're doing at the moment is kind of achieving that. The second marquee will definitely, yeah. I, I really because like. That. They were
3: all whinging about Dan Carter. Well, the fact the fact the matter, the matter is, if you had deep deep pockets and you wanted Dan Carter, you could have had him. It was interesting. D- Dylan Hartley this week um, said he's
0: turned down. A, a mammoth offer from Montpellier. Montpellier which would have been a lot more but we were discussing it between ourselves when you take into account the fact that he will be ineligible to play for England yeah. um, which is £14,000 per appearance, per appearance which is you, you play 10-12 games a year so so if he gets 10 caps for England a year that's £140,000 extra so how much more was this offered that yeah. when you take into account the England money yeah. I'm I'm not sure it's actually even from a financial point of view like a big gulf when you when you look at it like and that.
3: Isn't it interesting when you've got loads of cash like Saracens have got loads of cash? What what do you do with it? Because you can't spend it on, spend it <laughs> on players. What do you do with it? Well, first they go and build a stadium, so they've got a permanent home now. So they've gone from this like nomadic existence, and now they've got got a proper base, and they can actually grow their uh, grow their support. And secondly, they do crazy things like employ KPMG to crunch their numbers and use, you know, big data. And this is exactly the kind of thing which salary caps make you do because it increases co- increases competition. Yeah. It's a, it's a, well, it's a
2: We're thing. all singing from the same hymn sheet. If you have a different opinion and you want to voice it, at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. Now, would you have like a, a wish, a Christmas wish in terms of rugby, JB? would mm. it, would, would it be just generally just... To let the boys play—that's
3: exactly what be, it would <laughs> be. That's exactly—you took the words out of my mouth. If you let the boys play, mine would just be good, attractive, open rugby, lots of tries scored. Uh,
2: let's look ahead briefly to the rugby that's on offer then over the festive period and starting on Boxing Day. London Irish, London Welsh. Let's just move on. Yep, Irish will actually record a win for a bit, uh, which is <laughs> nice. Uh, Saturday the twenty seventh, Bath play Exeter in a bit of a West Country oh, derby no. there.
3: Yeah, I good. wanted to go and watch this game, but I can't get the uh the the time off needed.
2: Bath will win that at home, won't they?
3: Yeah, it Sa- should, should be a good game. Don't know. Yeah, it should be. Don't know. Bath C- will win. Bath winner. No on a
2: Sale v Leicester at the AJ Bell Stadium. That'll be sale, That that'll be actually. Ooh. What the AJ Bell could be like if Sale had a crowd, because I imagine that'll be quite a good turnout.
0: Yeah, I might go to that. I went I went to watch the reverse fixture in Leicester last Is, year.
2: Are we doing it this year? Uh, I think that will be away Lester. win
0: yeah Leicester are getting back up to speed back up to where they need to and live. I think
2: it'll be an away win for Saracens at Newcastle I'd go with that as well and I think it'll be an away win for Northampton at a Quinns yes I'll go with that and I think it'll be an away win for Wasps against Gloucester wow
0: wow yeah I agree so, so we're,
2: we're going all away wins except for Bath
0: Bath and London Irish and London Irish so four away wins hmm London,
2: London Irish West and London Irish East to win <laughs> at home and everyone else to win away I haven't looked. Is there? Pro, there must be Pro 12 matches around Boxing Day and stuff.
0: There certainly will be.
2: Oh yeah, uh, on Friday Boxing Day there is the Blues against Dragons. Yeah. Cardiff Newport.
0: Yeah, it's all the the local matchups, isn't it?
2: Yeah, these will be spicy little matches. Yeah, aren't?
0: these will be good. Like Munster Leinster should be a really oh, good yeah. game.
2: Cardiff at home, you think, wouldn't you? Uh, yes. Munster Leinster, 5 p.m. kickoff on Boxing Day. Yeah. Forget the Boxing Day footy. That sounds tasty.
0: Yes. And Ulster Connor, uh, quarter to nine on Boxing Day. Leak late kickoff
2: I've got that as quarter to seven
0: oh have you I've got it at uh, eight, 8.45 on here that
1: would be awesome that, w- that would be a late
0: kickoff I've got it
2: at 18.45
0: no 20.45 it says Oh,
2: it? No, hopefully it is home wins
0: yes 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 Glasgow Edinburgh on the Saturday home win home win Osprey Scarlets home win home win uh, and then Zebra Treviso, and i would go win. for home win again Zebra playing some uh, some good rugby this year Boys, Great. It's,
2: it's been a bloody pleasure this year. Yeah, it, has. Uh, it we're, has. We're gonna we're in different parts of the country, and obviously we're family, as you'd imagine. So uh, we I, when we when Jack and we'll be back. Uh, we'll probably we won't do one before New Year, will we? No, no. Uh, so it'll be the Friday, It'll be the Sunday. The fourth, fourth. Yes. So listen up. It'll probably be Monday the fifth. Will be the next podcast. But uh, thank you very, very much for listening over the last year. Like I say, whether it's been one episode or every episode, really uh, grateful that you've got on board. We're the underdog. Who, who would we be if, in in rugby terms, we're, we're like an we're, we're an underdog that's overachieving and
3: Exeter with
2: yeah ex without the resources no, of some of us. No, our... we're
3: not. We are. No, we're not. We're Bath. <laughs> a, a skillful broadcasting crew. And the... Podcasting version of Farley House here in XFM. It doesn't get much better.
2: <laughs> no, you're right. We're in quite a nice studio, aren't we? We
3: are, yeah. But we don't have the, the we don't contacts have that... we don't
2: have the contacts. We don't have the resources. You're as
3: a professional rugby player. We haven't got. No, we, we... Went, we went with passes from BT Sport, who are our mates, because to Chicago. because they listen
2: to like the podcast.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're the plucky underdogs. We're Jay. the
2: plucky uh, underdogs. Yes, we the... don't have a big media machine like some <laughs> radio stations that put out a, that put out a podcast.
3: <laughs> you are the media machine. You have got three million views of your child's children opening presents
0: <laughs> whatever and we're sat in front of a million pounds worth of uh, <laughs> yeah
3: we've got
2: about the
0: studio here, equipment. About
3: 600 k merry christmas
2: jb <laughs> merry christmas tim happy christmas phil <laughs> happy christmas thanks tim. for listening oh oh got something to, to play us out with and this got a tweet about this one yes it's uh, from global saracens on twitter who says surely bristol rugby players singing christmas carols at french Hay hospital should be the song that you play out to on the podcast this week and that's exactly what it is Bristol Rugby visited the children at French A Hospital in Bristol to give them presents and to sing a few Christmas carols Bristol Rugby Club, take it away
1: One, two, one, two, three, four We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year tidings we bring To you and your King, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.